This is your wake-up call. Wake the fuck up. The Breakfast Club. The show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother... Be in the... Hey! Good oh, morning, Angela Yee. Hey. What's up, DJ Envy? It's Tuesday! That doesn't sound exciting as saying it's Friday. Nah, it doesn't. But it's Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Hopefully, everybody had a great day. You, you know what I did yesterday, and nope. it was so amazing. I went to go see the Rockets. Oh, you were talking about that. Yes, I took the whole clan to go see the Rockets. And the Rockets, the Rockets or the Rockets? The Rockets. And it was such an amazing show. I'm not going to lie. I really didn't want to go. I thought it was just like a, a Christmas Broadway. Well, not Broadway because it's not on Broadway. But I thought it was like a, a, a Christmas play. I really wasn't excited. The wife wanted to go. Shout out to my baby. Hey, baby. She wanted to go. The kids were excited to go. So I was like, fine. Let's go see these Rockets dance all over stage and let's keep it moving. But it was an it was actually an amazing, well put together show. Well, the Rockets have been around for how long? That's what my wife said. She was like, you know, they've been you together since like gonna, the twenties. You I thought was it like, was going to be good. It's been like a hundred years. I, I thought it was they still going to be, be good. I thought it was still going to be like the twenties. Like it was going to be ancient and old and whack. But they have all types of of cool special effects <laughs> and quote unquote magic. And Santa comes on now, and then Santa multiplies into forty Santas, and he explains why he's able to deliver all the gifts and still collect money from the Salvation Army. It was amazing. Yeah, it's been around since 1925, Envy. Of course, they know what they're doing. I, I mean, I, I didn't know. They had all types of drones and magic. It was really, really cool. Even the two-year-old was excited the whole time. She stayed up the whole time, watched that whole show from beginning to end. It was a dope show. Well, while you were watching the Rockets, I went to go see Michelle Obama at the Barclays, which was really, really, really exciting. That was exciting. over the weekend, though, right? Yeah, that was over the weekend. Everybody mm -hmm. was talking about this curse because she cursed one time during the entire talk that she had. The, it what, was cute, though. It what was curse funny. What curse did she say? She was talking about people um, say you got to lean in, and then she said, that ish don't work. She said ish? Mm-hmm. Wow. But I'm like, she's a human being. And if you get a chance to go see her talk, you know, she canceled a couple of her upcoming dates, but that wasn't in the United States. But if you have a chance to go see her, it's quite impressive. And I went to a play to so, to go see about Gloria Steinem's life. It's called Gloria, A Life. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty amazing, too. You know who Gloria Steinem is? No. Oh, she's a feminist, but she started Miss Magazine, MS Magazine. But it was all about just her early days of being a journalist and just how crazy it was for her to try to break into that business and the kind of assignments that they would give her because she was a woman. And then... You know, moving forward from there. But that was pretty exciting. Okay. All yeah. right. It was a lot going on yesterday. So, um, and shout out to my son, Logan. Of course, he's out in Orlando. He's been in Orlando for the last couple of days. His team, the Brick City Lions, have been playing there. They made it to the next game, which is today at 3. And they're actually playing on ESPN. You can watch it on. It, it was so weird watching my son play on ESPN. I was like, Wow. We're not getting paid for this, but still, I was still excited to Somebody watch Somebody is. Somebody's definitely getting, play, <laughs> getting paid for that. So uh, my wife, uh, Gia, is actually heading out there now to go see him today. He plays today at 3 o'clock. I'll give you all the information if you want to check him out and play. If you want to see him play, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. All right, and Charlemagne should be heading back from Johannesburg, South Africa now. That's right. He has so a 16-hour flight. He should be back uh, later on today, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he'll be back tomorrow. 
And then we have Anderson Pack joining us today. He was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend also. Yeah, Anderson Pack, of course, he's an R&B singer slash rapper. He signed to Dr. Drummer Dre. slash drummer. And when I say he gets busy, he gets busy. And his story is amazing. Like, he's one of those stories you'd be like, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Like, he... Uh, seen his father beating his, his mom and called the police and then his father got arrested for 15 years. Then his mom did something where she didn't, I guess, claim all the money she was making. So she got like 15 years and had to serve seven. He became an amazing producer slash R&B singer. He worked for a weed spot and got paid $150 per pound legally to work and then he got fired on his day. It's an amazing story. We're going to kick it with Anderson Pack. Yeah, I'm like, bit. maybe we should wait and tell the story when he gets here. I mean, I did my homework on him. I was like, wow, this guy's really interesting. He's been here before. I know, but I didn't read about him before when he came up here. I was just listening to his music. I didn't really know his background. Oh. All right, but front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about, and I know you guys have all seen NFL player Kareem Hunt and what happened with him. So we'll tell you what he has to say as far as his side of the story. Does he deserve forgiveness now? All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Well, first in Monday Night Football, the Redskins lost to the Eagles 28-13. Sorry, Donnell Rawlings. He's a huge Redskins fan. But they I saw lost. I'm posting all kinds of sad memes. Yeah, they lost. Uh, what else are we talking about here? Well, let's talk about Kareem Hunt, who formerly played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, apparently, and I know you guys have all seen this video by this point of him getting into an altercation in his residence. It's a hotel slash residence where he was uh, living. And the video shows him shoving a woman to the ground and kicking her. Now, he has made his first public comments about the story. He spoke to ESPN's Lisa Salters. He said he'd never seen the video until TMZ put it out. And he says that he is not that type of person. Here's what he had to say as he apologized. To be exact, it don't really matter what happened. I was in the wrong. I could have took responsibility and, you know, made the right decision to, you know, find a way to de-escalate the whole situation. Honestly, I never met the girl before besides that one time. I, honestly, I wanted her just to leave, but it's no excuse for me to act that way or to even, you know, put myself in that position. What people are really upset about is the fact that the NFL never questioned him. Now, he spoke to his team, and the team, the Chiefs, talked to the league, and then he was free to play 11 games and become Super Bowl contenders and all of that. Right. And people are wondering, why would the NFL not even question him? They never even obtained the video. They did try, they said, to get the video, but the hotel said, they, their residents said they would only release it to the police department, and then the police department wouldn't give it to them, but I guess they didn't push back on that. Now, here's what Kareem Hunt has to say about the NFL. The Chiefs say that you were not truthful with them when you told them back in February about what happened, were you? The Chiefs are right, and uh, I didn't tell them everything, and, you know, I don't, you know, blame them for anything, and my actions caused this. I just didn't tell them the video. When everybody else saw the video, that's when I saw the video. That's when the Chiefs saw the video. Has the NFL ever questioned you about that incident? No, they have not. Uh, did they ever ask you to to talk about that incident no they have not 
Now, he does say that he wants forgiveness now. He said he deserves a second chance because everyone who knows him, including women, know that he's respectful. He said, I made a bad decision at that time, and I just hope that people forgive me. Only thing is, they have now obtained another video of him being restrained after he allegedly beat up a 37-year-old man inside of a Kansas City nightclub that happened back in January. Uh, The man, George Atkins claims that uh, Kareem Hunt and George Atkinson, along with others, jumped him at the Mosaic nightclub. And then uh, that's a month before he got into that altercation with the woman uh, in Cleveland. And then they said he got into a third altercation at a resort in Ohio in June. He was not arrested or charged with a crime in that incident. And we don't know what happened with those other two incidents. It could have been self-defense. We really don't know. But that the the incident with the female is way wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised that the Chiefs let him go. And the reason I'm surprised is, I mean, he should have been let go. Wow. But he's not, he's not like one of those, the, a bad player, a bench player that you'd be like, ah, let him go. Like, he was one of the best backs. Well, that's but why that's, they probably covered it and the NFL didn't investigate it any further or even question him. But that's that's great that the NFL is standing up and saying, you know what, our players can't hit women, can't hit people. I don't think they had a choice go. once TMZ put out the video. Though. That's true. But yeah, so he's he was, one of the, he was one of the best backs, but he should have been let go. I mean, he has to work on himself. There's no way he should have been able to push a woman down and kick her like that is absolutely positively insane all right well um oh michelle obama by the way let's talk about her i told you i went to her becoming i am becoming mm-hmm. book tour date in brooklyn it was amazing one thing that everybody was talking about was her dropping the uh ish bomb okay, okay she cursed one time while she was talking about leaning in and she said that ish does not work all the time. Now, she canceled a couple of her dates all because of George H.W. Bush. She wanted to make sure that she paid tribute to him. Mm-hmm. And she said she would be canceling her book tour appearances in Paris and Berlin just to join the Bush family and celebrating his life. Okay. So, all right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or bad morning. Or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Philo is the best way to watch TV, live, or on demand. More than 50 channels that you love, like VH1, BET, and of course, Revolt. Best part, Philo is just 20 bucks a month. Find out for yourself with a free trial, no credit card needed. Text BREAKFAST to 74456. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Little John out of Clover, South Carolina. I thought for sure you was the chocolate toe sucker. What's up, Little Little John? John. No, no, no. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Little John. Her guest's name is Little John 30. She's doing a lot of positive things, man. She fed the homeless for Christmas. She did it on her own. That's what's up. And I'm very proud of my daughter. How old is she? She is 22. Oh, man, that is 21, dope. 21, I'm sorry. I'm you don't even know how old your daughter wow, is. Wow, that's a shame. That happens to me sometimes, too. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> All right, well, shout her out, man. Little John 30 on her Instagram. Say her real name, man. You ain't name a Little John. Say her real name. Yes, that's her name. L-I-T-T-L-E-J-O-H-E-N-3-0. That's my last name. Oh, you named a Little? Little John, Little John. All right, all right. All right, we'll shout to Little John from North Carolina. I love that song where you were ushering Ludacris. We appreciate everything you did. 
Look up Little John 30. Okay. okay. Thank you. Instagram. Damn. He's excited, man. <laughs> Hello, who's this? You get it. This is Nikeba from Salisbury, Maryland. Hey, Nikeba. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say I've been up all night working on my, um, my own personal dreams before I go and clock in and fulfill someone else's dreams. So if anybody else is out there who's grinding hard for theirs, they their own success and financial freedom, go get it. Get it, girl. What's your dream, Mama? Huh? What's your dream? Healthcare agency, referral agency. A referral agency? Okay. Yeah, for healthcare. Okay, all right. That's what it is. Well, we appreciate you. You out here saving lives and all that. Okay, I see Absolutely. you. That's my niche. All right, Mama. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ Angel, what's going on? This is Bars, man. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Pretty much. I just wanted to, you know, uh, congratulate myself. You know, I just started my own business. got my own LLC. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's an area of photography business. So, you know, I'm in the drone life. So, you know what I'm saying? It's down here in Miami. You know, uh, if anybody out there needs to work down here in Miami, Florida, with some, some aerial uh, footage. Okay. Uh, you know, some some uh, landscaping or whatever roofing. You know, I got you. Skycheck three sixty. That's the name of the company. Follow me on Instagram. You know what you should do Everybody's now. You know what you company. should do. You should hit all the real estate agents. They got to take pictures of homes because they all need the drone activity stuff. Yeah, it's a, but you know it's Miami. It's a lot of competition down here, man. So it just I just got to get out there and grind and just hustle. Just you know get a couple yeses, get a couple noes. And just right. keep on pushing, you know what I'm saying? Well, good luck, because I know them drone photographies cost money, so good luck, brother. Appreciate that. Hello, who's this? The club with no breakfast. What's going on? The club with oh no breakfast. What's up, bro? It's Mr. Paying Forward, man. I know I ain't calling y'all in about a year, but it's Mr. Paying Forward, man. What's up, brother? Has it been a whole year? Ain't hey, nothing. What's going on, man? I just wanted to let y'all know, hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm highly disappointed in myself because... This year, I'm supposed to get back to my annual feed, uh, feed the Streets thing, but I've been so caught up at work. I got three jobs now, and honestly, I just can't find the time to to put that time and energy into into my nonprofit. And honestly, I'm kind of ashamed of myself to say that, but... Well, we know, know, we know your heart, where your heart saying? is, sometimes brother. We get caught up, sometimes we get caught up in what we got going on in our personal lives that we forget to, to, to accomplish our goals and, and, and do all the things that we set out to do. So I'm kind of ashamed of myself, but at the same time, I'm happy that I'm staying busy and then I'm just getting to the money, you know? Yeah, sometimes you got to take care of you so that you can take care of other people as well. So if that means you got to stack up your money so you can do it for the greater good for later, you got to do it. Absolutely. Well, have a good day, bro. Pay it forward. All right, club with no breakfast. <laughs> All right, Mr. Pay it forward, no paying it forward. <laughs> <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Playboy Zay. What's going on, DJ Envy? Playboy Zay, what's popping, bro? What's up, Playboy? What's up with you, man? Angela Yee? <laughs> get it off your chest, man. Man, I'm calling basically because of the little Kareem Hunt video. Hey, man, a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? I think we send, we send in the wrong message, man. Like, she kind of squaring up with dude. Like, you know, as, as when you get ready to fight, you squaring up. Like, she's not trying to avoid that fight, man. You know All right. What I'm you All don't right. put your hands on a woman so. like that, sir. Let's be, let's be honest, Playboy, man. you really think that was okay? He kicked her when she no, was no, on I'm the floor. Saying, I'm not saying that's okay, but I'm saying what she did wasn't okay neither. Like, we got to send the right message. We can't act like what she did was cool. She's squaring up and basically, you know what I'm saying, asking this man to do something to her. Like, she needs to walk away, too. Both parties could have de-escalated that event. Playboy, that is absolutely right. But the thing is, as a man and as a huge man like he is who had a lot to lose, you can't put your hands on a woman. Especially not kicking. And Playboy, I would hope in that situation you wouldn't do that. No, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that was cool. What I'm saying is, 
she was engaged and like she wanted to get down with the man too. As a woman, she got a duty as well to understand what you know. what I'm saying where she at, where she placed that in this in this life thing. Like okay, you know you can't be the man, so don't engage like you could. Like don't act this. Don't, you never know what a person going in, going on in life. Well, guess you know, what? Like, a, a man knows that he can beat that woman, so he should know better than to put his hands on her, especially in his position that he's in. Going through a life like we live, a, like this reality thing is reality. Everybody want to be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little cult thing. Everybody want to say the same thing because it's the right thing to say. But we live in a life that, basically, you got to make a split decision at that, at that moment. And, and, and what, would your decision, what would your decision have been at that moment? Well, actually, I would have tried to walk away. You exactly. Know, there you go. Try to get her to calm down. But if she kept, if she's, like, following me and antagonizing me to do something to her and I'm trying to walk away, not saying I would, but, but I'd try my best. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 you, don't see the, but you know the thing but about I'm it is. Saying, like, they play, women play a part, too. Y'all know y'all do. I'm from the hood. I live in Chicago. Right, but we got to get to a place where we got to we got to do what's best for us. That man just lost. That man just lost his. He making money. He lost his NFL football career because he kicked that young lady, and he could have walked away, and it would have been absolutely positively nothing. He could have called the police, filed charges on that woman, it would have been over. You got to make better decisions in your life, you know? And his decision was 100% wrong, and I would hope that any man or any person watching that would say, you don't put your hands on a woman like that. It looked crazy. Hello, who's this? Um, this is Anonymous. Hey, Anonymous. Uh-oh. What's up, Mama? Get it off your chest. <laughs> Angela, don't do that. Uh-oh. What you about to drop on us? <laughs> no. Um, so I'm mad because, um, <laughs> please hear me out. But I'm mad because I just moved into a place and I had started a new job. This was last month. And, you know, like my landlord knew that I had just started a job. So here is whatever day it is, like December, I don't know. And they, um, I don't, I don't have enough for my, my first month's rent. And so I told it to my landlord and they were like, oh, well, I don't know what to tell you, but you got till 12 to get out or whatever. But it's not like a regular apartment. Like I rent a room. Mm-hmm. So That's why you whispering. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do that. You can't. You can't be mad at the landlord, though. I mean, yes, yes. You know, it, you, he should allow you to get it together a little bit. But you know, you he might have, have to pay that mortgage. Month, he might have to pay that rent himself. You know, what I mean, he might not own that building out directly and have to pay that mortgage. And is looking for your rent to pay that mortgage. You can't be like, well, my job ain't start yet. When I get it, you get it. You can't. You can't do that. Well, I'm not really mad about. I'm not really mad at him. I'm just mad at the situation because. Okay. It's it's a it's a crappy situation to be in. Have you tried to have a conversation about when you can have it? And yeah, I I did yesterday, and they were just like, because it's a couple. Like I moved into a couple's apartment. Like I said, I rent a room, so I just Mm -hmm. called in my landlord because I don't know what else to. Yeah, he might need that money to pay other bills, Mama. You can't be mad. And it's also the first month. They're probably like, this isn't a good sign. Yeah, it's definitely not a good (laughs) sign. Now, we got rumors on the way. You got rumors coming up, Yee? Yes, well, Kanye West has had to apologize. We'll tell you what he's doing, and I hate when people do this. It's so rude. You'll understand why. Also, we'll talk about record-breaking YouTube. We'll tell you who just broke a record for a video. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I think it's a whole Legends birthday today. We should be playing nothing but Jay-Z music. That's what I think. But I guess I'm the only one You think think that. that every day. I don't know. Not every day. Maybe every couple of days. Every day is Jay-Z's birthday. But it's, it's whole birthday. I think we should, you know, show the legend some love all day. But that's all right. But let's get to these rumors. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's talk Cardi B. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This 
is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, if Cardi B doesn't show up in court on Friday, there's going to be a warrant issued for her arrest. Apparently, her defense team was in court yesterday. They said that she has been having some prior commitments that prevented her from attending the hearing. That was yesterday, and that's all because of the allegations that she had attacked these two women in the strip club so and unleashed her posse on them so that's what they're alleging and she has to show up to court they said if she doesn't show up on friday that's it all right now you can win some of well you can win it but you can bid on it oprah winfrey's chairs from her oprah show oh, that's the dope. oprah winfrey show yes so there's 48 chairs and they're all going to be sold with their own commemorative plaque and the bid is only for $100, so you can potentially own a piece of history. And the proceeds are going to benefit the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls. That is dope. I would buy two of those chairs. Yeah, so you should. The auction is currently active. It's closed on December 17th, so maybe you should go on there and bid on some of those chairs. I might do that. Mm-hmm. All right, Taraji P. Henson has become a vegan and that's because she was having some health issues. She's on the cover of InStyle magazine. And she said last year she became a vegan after she found out that her doctor said she was going to be, get stomach cancer if she didn't change her eating habits. She was having some stomach pains mm-hmm. on the up, uh, set of her upcoming drama, The Best of Enemies. And she said, it took a doctor in Macon, Georgia to say, if you don't change what you're doing, you're going to get stomach cancer. I said, say no more. So I switched everything up out of necessity. Necessity, I want to live. Thank God, because I feel so much better. We talk all the time about how important it is for you to watch what you put into your body because it affects so many different things. Right. And so I'm glad that she is talking about that publicly. That's very difficult. Finding food to eat, especially with somebody that's on the run all the time or or doing things like that, it's very difficult. It's hard to find places that, that serve vegan food. It's getting easier, though. There's a lot of vegan options on menus now. And, you know, sometimes it's just being prepared and being able to bring stuff in advance. She's on set all the time. She could let them know in craft services. It's difficult. This is what I eat. I remember going to 7-Eleven when I do the uh, detox. I'm about to do another one again. Like, when you're hungry, you go to 7-Eleven looking for vegetables in 7-Eleven. You look for fruit in 7-Eleven. I don't know if 7-Eleven is the place to do that. Look, when you're hungry, you you try to get the best option. And sometimes getting grapes from 7-Eleven or getting vegetables from 7-Eleven is your only choice. And that's my point. There's not that many vegan places to eat at, especially late night. Yeah, well, I, what I tend to do is I try to bring food with me. So if you see me in the morning eating grapes, eating watermelon, eating different things, it's because I bring it home and then I bring it to work. Yeah. All right, now Kanye has had to apologize, and that's because he went with Kim Kardashian to go see Cher, her live show on Broadway, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I definitely want to see. They said Cher can't even watch it. She gets very really emotional when she sees it, the Cher show. And they were there, and guess what he was doing that you're not supposed to do? Masturbating. What? You said, what? guess what he was doing that he's not supposed to be doing? Being what? on your phone the whole time. Uh. At a Broadway play now, one of the cast members, Gerard Spector, who plays Sonny, Sharon, Sonny and Cher, actually tweeted, Hey, Kanye West, so cool that you're here. If you look up from your cell phone, you'll see we're doing a show up here. It's opening night. Kind of a big deal for us. Thanks so much. Wow. Because imagine that, because you can see the light, you and you can see the, see light, the person right? looking down, and you're trying to perform, and that's a distraction. I was at the Rocket show last night, watching the, the, the Rockets. The Rockets. Rock- yeah, I said the, the Rockets. Houston Rockets. Rockets. <laughs> I was watching the Rockets. And somebody behind me was taking pictures with their flash, and I was so pissed yeah, off. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And they took like seven pictures. I was like, at least turn the flash off if you're going to sneak a picture or two, but they didn't care. 
Now Kanye responded, the dynamics of Sharon Sonny's relationship made Kim and I grab each other's hand and sing I Got You, Babe. Please pardon my lack of etiquette. We have so much appreciation for the energy you guys put into making this masterpiece. Mm. Yeah, you can't do things like that. Not my at goodness. All. all right, Ariana Grande's Thank You Next video has broken a YouTube records for most views in 24 hours. Uh, have you had a chance to see it? I did see it. It got 55 million views in the first 24 hours alone. Wow. So congratulations to her on that. Before that, um, the previous most viewed YouTube music video in the first 24 hours was BTS, Idol. See, I don't even know that. I don't know that either. And then Taylor Swift, Look What You Made Me Do was after that. And then Eminem, Kill Shot. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, yes, we are going to talk about a police chief who has had to apologize to rape victims and have a better response. We'll tell you what they had to say and what happened. All right, we'll get into that next. And don't forget, also, Anderson Pack will be joining us next hour. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now in Monday Night Football, the Eagles beat the Redskins 28-13. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about the police chief in Springfield, Missouri. Now he has apologized to the city's sexual assault victims, and they have to change how the department handles their sex crimes cases. Here is what Springfield Police Chief Paul Williams said in a video that he posted on social media. The Springfield Police Department takes full responsibility for what we now know as mistakes in our handling of past sexual assault cases particularly with regard to the testing or disposal of evidence contained in sexual assault kits. To the victims of sexual assault and their families who may have been affected by these past mistakes, we sincerely apologize. All right, now the CNN, CNN did an investigation called Destroyed, mm -hmm. and they revealed that 25 law enforcement agencies in 14 states destroyed 400 rape kits tied to cases where the statute of limitations was still running. Really? And they still had uh, no time limit to prosecute. So there were just different situations where they were destroying these rape kits. Now, some of them had actually not even had the DNA tested. So of those kits, 75% were never tested for DNA, and a lot of them were destroyed. And you know what else they were doing, which is really crazy? What's that? They would give sex crimes victims a 10-day deadline to respond to investigators or they would close out their cases. So what they would do is they would mail a letter to the victim soon after they reported that they were assaulted. So mm -hmm. say you go to the police station, say you were assaulted. Sometimes on the same day, they would actually mail a letter to the victim and say, if you don't respond in 10 days and engage with an investigator, then we're going to just close your case and say that you were uncooperative. That's insensitive. Who, who was the sergeant at that time when all this was going on? I know we heard from the sergeant now, but who was the sergeant? Who was in charge of all that? And it's not just he there. Be it's been issues in a lot of different cities. So wow. now they have to definitely fix how they handle things. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's discuss Kareem Hunt from the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, formerly from the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Now they have released a video which shows him shoving a woman to the ground and kicking her. He actually sat down with ESPN's Lisa Salters, and this is what he had to say about uh, what happened. To be exact, it don't really matter what happened. I was in the wrong. Honestly, I never met the girl before besides that one time. I, honestly, I wanted her just to leave, but it's no excuse for me to act that way or to even, you know, put myself in that position. That's not me. I was raised better than that. I'm not the type of person to ever even think about putting my hands on anyone, a woman, a girl, it doesn't matter. 
Now, what uh, people are really upset about is the fact that the NFL never even questioned him. The Kansas City Chiefs just reported to the NFL and said, okay, we questioned him, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And Kareem Hunt, like you heard, did admit that he lied about certain things that happened. And the league just never even spoke to him personally. Here's what he has to say about the NFL. The Chiefs say that you were not truthful with them when you told them back in February about what happened, were you? The Chiefs are right, and uh, I didn't tell them everything, and, you know, I don't, you know, blame them for anything, and my actions caused this. I just didn't tell them the video. When everybody else saw the video, that's when I saw the video. That's when the Chiefs saw the video. Has the NFL ever questioned you about that incident? No, they have not. Uh, did they ever ask you to, to talk about that incident? No, they have not. You know, he, he should have been sus suspended and maybe got fired from his team. But now what happens next? You know, the, the young man made a mistake. You know, what happens next? Is, is he banned from football forever? Is I he allowed it, to come it, back after a year? A lot of it is probably going to depend on what he does next. Does he have to take a class, of you know, some type Not of violence just, class? Uh, yeah, he's going to have to do a lot to prove that he knows that that's wrong and to be an example for other people. You know, and it just shows that in the NFL it matters more about winning games and having these uh, winning players on your team than them doing the right thing morally that's outside an, of... That's, uh, let's be honest, that's in any job, really. Like, you know, unless it, it hits the press... It, they would have swept it under the rug, you know what I mean? But, you know, what happens next, you know, to this young man? What happens to this young lady? You know, what what happens next? Does he get a chance to play in the NFL again? Do we forgive him after a year, after two years? You know, what what's next? Because, I, I mean, he really, should have lost his job. It's hard to say. Is he going to actually show change? Right. Or is he going to just go about his business and think he should just play in the league again? Are they going to uh, have certain conditions for him to join the league? I, I think we just have to wait and see what, what he's going to do. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Anderson Pack will be joining us, R&B singer slash rapper, signed to Dr. Dre. He gets busy. He has a story on him on how he got into the game and how he's still in the game. So we'll talk to Anderson Pack when he's we come back. He's just Saturday Night Live over the weekend, too, for the first time, and Kendrick Lamar showed up with him. That's dope. All right. We'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Anderson Pat. Yes, Lord. Yes, <laughs> We've been welcome. trying to get you up here because of this Oxnard Y'all been trying? Mm -hmm. All right. I appreciate no, it. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I feel good. It feels like I'm home, you know? Album is out right now. Congratulations. You heard it yet? Now, you have a story on you. He said you heard it you yet. You heard it yet, bro? I, I've heard about seven <laughs> records. Yeah? I heard about seven records. What you think? Um... I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm an older head, mm -hmm. see, but I, I enjoy the joints where, like, the beats kind of give me that just blaze and mm -hmm. feeling when you're rapping and then going back to the singing. So, like, the first joint I love, the second joint I love, there's a, there's a lot on it that I, I really, really enjoy. That's what's up. It's I'm a like vibe, seven, I'm like seven by the way. You said what? But you got a history on you. I've been, I've been um, doing my homework, and I've been seeing all the trials and tribulations and everything that you've been through, and the fact that you are alive and still able to make music and, and be happy is amazing. Can people, people that don't know, let's start off from the beginning, all right? Now, you got into music from the church. Yeah. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I wanted to play drums, and I started playing drums in sixth grade, and uh, my god sister came through and was like, you need to go to the church. That's where all the best musicians are. You ever got saved in church? Yeah, I was I was like quick to get saved because my mom, uh, her dad was a pastor, you know, my pops wasn't around. He was in prison. So when I got into music and I was going to church and playing, I was like, oh, I was hyped. Like, every, every, I wanted to go every day because I just wanted to learn the music and be in the choir. And it was, like, where my, my friends were. So when I was, like, 13, I was like, 
oh man, I'm gonna go to hell if I don't get in, get in this water. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was like, I remember I went through this whole thing. I was I threw away all my CDs, Snoop Dogg. I was like, no, I'm only listening to Fred Hammond, Kurt Franklin. I only listen to church music now. I'm going to go get saved. So I went and got saved. You know what I'm saying? I got baptized. I was like 13 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was I was like a new man at that point. Look at that. You threw away Snoop Dogg and ended up with Dr. Yep, Dre. Yep. Ended up with Dr. Dre. <laughs> God had a plan. It's God's plan. How could you not be mad at the system? You know, reading your story, your, your dad was locked up and did 15 years. Yeah. Your mom was locked up and, and they were given her 14 years, but she served, what, seven? Yep, seven and a half. How could you not be, growing up, just not be mad at life as a kid? I grew up thinking almost like that was just how it was, you know? My pops got put in when I was seven, and I knew numerous people around me that were going in and out of jail. I just thought that was a part of it. If, if I wasn't going to go, then somebody close to me was going to go, or someone close to me was going to, you know, be in a gang or die from something. If it wasn't from that, then it'd be from bad health. So I just thought these were the things that were natural to, to like my family. And what did your dad get locked up for? He uh, got locked up for a few things. He was, uh, when I was seven, it was assault and battery on my mom and drug possession, weapon possession and everything. And you know, did you, you call the police when? Yeah, we was, uh, we, me and my little sister were being babysit. My, my god sister was in the house watching us and then we went outside and he was, you know, on my mom, blood everywhere. And he was just like, get back in the house. And we dipped and, you know, went to the neighbor's house, and that was the last time I saw him. So, yes, yeah, you know, my, my god sister called the cops, and that was it. Did you feel like, damn, I put my dad in jail, or did you feel like I protected my mom? No, nah, I, I didn't even know what was going on. My parents, like, no matter what the drama was or anything, they kept uh, away from us. I literally thought everything was cool between my parents. I was only seven years old, too. But my mom was, was always working. My pops was, you know, working. I thought he was working. And I didn't realize that he was going through drug addiction and he was going in and out of rehab. My mom was never bad-mouthing him. He, she was just like, you know, he's just working. He, he's he's going, he's feeling sick, so he's going to be away for a little bit. She was really trying to make it work and, until it couldn't work anymore. Um, and so when he went away, I was just confused. Like, what happened, you know? Everything was so good. Yeah, was going you know, right. it was pops. Like, I didn't even want to believe that that was really happening. When I seen what was going on, that that's when I had the resentment towards him. Like, I could see that, you know, he was trying to hurt my mom. So for a lot of years, I had that, like, in my heart. Like, from, like, when I was 7 to, like, 20, 20-something 20 before he died, I was, like, holding that, like, Nah, man. And then after he, he got out, he did like 14 years for that, got out of prison, and there was still no contact. So I was like, he can't even hit me up. So I had like a real chip on my shoulder about that until eventually we got, he was, you know, hitting me up and we got in contact. We started talking a little bit, but then, you know, he, he died soon after that. But we got to talk and I got to get it up. Did you resent your mom for not telling you the truth and you felt like, damn, you should have told me I'm... I'm you know, because every child or every boy looks at this dad as the hero, you know what I mean? And you're like... I'm looking at him as this, but he's not really that person? Nah, I had a lot of respect for my mom, like, after that, because she just, you know, I knew a lot of my friends' uh, parents and that were separated, and the moms uh, just couldn't stand the dad. And uh, every time they spoke about the pops, he was no good, and right. a dirtbag, and, and that wasn't my mom's, you know? And she had a lot of reasons to maybe say that, but she was never on his head about that. She was just like, your pops was a really good dude, and... The thing you got to watch out for is them drugs and substance abuse because that was what changed him into a, a monster. But before that, he was the best man I knew. So what kind of father are you? What kind of father are me? I'm a working, I'm a hustling father, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I just got to lead by example, you know? My, my little son, I learned more from him than he probably learned from me, you know? How old is he? 
He's seven. Seven. Oh, those yeah. kids are smart. Now he probably could do all kind of things he, and make an app for you. Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, here, Daddy, let me show you this. He's selling your merch for you. Yeah, I'm like, how you turn the TV? I want to just watch this thing. He'd show me everything, just how to change channels on the TV. Um, you don't know how to change the channel? It's tough, man. Am I the only or not? It's TV, TV weird now. TV weird now, yeah. Like, how you just, uh, like, yeah. But he know all that stuff. Like, you know, he bilingual. He don't curse. He don't do none of the stuff I was doing at his age. You know what I'm saying? He ain't trying to get into nothing. He'd be like, Mommy said I can't watch this. Like, Can he know. listen to your music? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be picking out singles and skits everything. and everything? Nah, he can't listen to that. <laughs> Not that to the skits, just yeah. the music. He'll be the one to change it. Like, if he has too much cursing or anything, he'd be like, Pops, this is not like, too, much, too much. Yeah, right. he a mama's he, boy. Does he ask you questions about, like, some of the topics and things like that? Like, what does this mean? Just some of the words, yeah. <laughs> what's a bag? And, you know, what's this? You know, yeah, like... He's a mixed kid, you know, so he's, his mom is full Korean and, you know, his pops is black. His pops is gone working all the time, so literally. Are you talking about yourself in third person? He definitely did. Okay. He did a little bit. We, okay, got I'm gone. Because, yeah, that's that's how you know if you away so much. <laughs> like, your dad is black. I'm like, well, who are you talking you? about? Are, aren't you the dad? I'm black. <laughs> but we get it. We yeah, get it. I'm also part Korean too, right? So, but he literally think he a little Korean kid, so I'll be out and tell him, like, no, nah, you black too. Like, this is Malcolm X. This is all. When I come in, I'll be trying to school him to the different you know? Then I was reading the story that, you know, as a kid you went through, it was it was hard, and then your mother got a come up. Yeah. And she was selling organic strawberries. Yeah. And it was a come up in you guys' mansion, mm -hmm. TVs from coming up from the ground. And then it, then it said the, the seasons happened, and then the crops yeah. went bad, and then it went back to being struggle again. Yeah, my mom never worked for nobody. She was she was in the produce. She had her own produce business, and she was, uh, it was strawberries. And so when the season was good, it was good. It was plentiful, but if you had a couple of rainy seasons, it'd be all bad, and then it'd be like, you know, we back on the oodles and noodles. Now, what I didn't understand was, you know, reading your story, and this is what this would make me hate the system. It says that, you know, you, it went bad, and your mom's owed people some money, so she was gambling in Vegas, paying people back, and then she got arrested for not reporting her gains. Yeah, I think it's called security fraud. Really? Right. For that Illegally much moving securities. She got in over her head, you know what I'm saying? So she filed for bankruptcy, owed all this money, then she wasn't notifying the government about how much money she made. Then she was trying to pay people back under the table. People caught wind of that. The DA made a case. She didn't even know the DA was watching her like that. And in a, in a city where there's nothing going on, that was their biggest case. You got a black woman that's running things and doing her own thing, supporting her family, entrepreneur. And a lot of people were jealous. And they were like, oh, okay, you want to pay certain people back? You ain't going to pay us back? And they, they try to make an example of her. All right, we got more with Anderson Pack. When we come back, we'll find out how we got signed to Dr. Dre, his new album, and how he made $150 a pound. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have R&B singer slash rapper Anderson Pack in the building. Yee? Got Dr. Dre on the album. I can't. When is the last time besides his that we've heard a Dr. Dre guest verse somewhere? Yeah, he don't do that too often. I, he just do push-ups and sell headphones. How exactly. Long, <laughs> how long did that take to get? Like, what was that process? It didn't take long at all. I mean, honestly, that song that he, that he's on was uh, something that he had in the vault. Oh, okay. Mm. So we couldn't clear one song, and so I was stressed because I yeah, I really liked the the song that we had, and I was like, damn, we can't use it. So I hit him. I was like, what's up with that one song? <laughs> that you play me randomly like mm. let me get that and he wasn't on it yet 
And he was like, when I first asked him, he was like, I don't want to hold that one, you know, this and that. Hold it for what? Oh, what exactly? Uh, music for? Trey, give me that. You ain't know he's damn well. You're going to hold it for what? <laughs> he was like, the whole song just so he could play, you know, just, you just know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check this out, man. Yeah. And so uh, then I hit him again, and um, he was like, all right, you know, I was like, let's just replace this for this. And I was writing my verse, and um, we worked on it all night, and then I came back to work on it again and when I came back he had already laid his verse and I was like oh like, excuse me Andre like, take that with me right now yeah. just in case. <laughs> like you already laid the verse <laughs> like okay yeah so he came back had the verse laid and everything he was feeling it and that's that's rare too like you know he's always like ah oh, this is cool it's not I'm like this you like, I love it. I love it. It's cool. It's cool. It's a dope song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's like, and it was short and sweet. It felt like a lot of the songs on the on the album were kind of like long, two parts and all kinds of things. And I wanted uh, a song that was kind of like short and sweet, make you want to repeat. I was surprised you even started rapping. They were paying you $150 an hour <laughs> to work at a weed farm. Yeah. Now, that was $150 a pound. Now, think about that. $150 to work at a weed farm and you can smoke? That's, all day long and $150 an hour? That's a dream What job. made you leave that? Exactly. I didn't want to leave. I got fired. Oh, you got fired? I had no oh, choice but to leave. He's smoking said, more get than get your ass out of here. We know you're stealing. You got to get the hell up out of here. Did you get fired for stealing? I, I mean, they didn't say exactly that. They just stopped calling me. I was like, can I come through? It was nobody. Phone numbers changed everything. Damn. So how was working on a weed farm? What did you have to do? It was the hardest work of my life. Really? Yes. I was in there with the Mexicans killing it and it was like there was you know Mex Mexicans in Mexico there's all kinds of different countries and like stuff and di different languages and stuff so these <laughs> they were speaking like a whole different language so it was like working with them seeing they work ethic waking up every morning they in there like cheesing like 4 a.m. in the morning having a good time playing music drinking you know they they chopping the plants up out of the ground taking them out planting them then you chop it then you got to hang it take them off when they hang put them in a the little paper bags and you got to trim them you got to do it all this stuff, clean them, all this stuff. And everything got to be like the exact right temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then, cops. man, it was mm -hmm. so much work. It just before it gets to this little pretty bud that you, you know, smoke or whatever. It's like, and then it's so, I realized so many uses of, of the, the product too. Like you could do so much with the, mm -hmm. with the plant. I see why it's like so much controversy because they, I probably want to figure out how they can like control it because medicine, food, clothing, like you name it, you can do with that plant. Do you smoke? <laughs> Barely. I'm not good at it. Yeah. I get too high too quick, and then I, yeah. Paranoid. I don't really get paranoid, though. I'm very good when I'm high at telling myself that I'm high. Okay. So I can That's talk myself paranoid. out so of feeling. That's kind of paranoid, so you tell yourself you're high. <laughs> no, I'm no, okay. no. It's, I That's talk myself okay. out of being paranoid high. because I'm be like, right. girl, you just high. That's right, all. right, right. <laughs> That's I like what I it. tell myself. I, get, I gotta take breaks, though. That's the thing, like, I was I, I didn't really smoke before this album and, and you know Dre everybody stressed me out on this album so yeah, I started smoking smoke. again <laughs> and drinking so now I gotta take a break again mm -hmm. you know then I can appreciate I can actually get high and get creative again you know now when I take a break I smoke I'm like ooh yeah like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that mm -hmm. get like in a creative zone again what about Actually, edibles I've done a lot of things in my life right but edibles the only drug that I felt like I was gonna die really yes and I was on a plane Oh, it that's was terrible. all bad. Just tripping out in first class. White people looking at me like, "What in the world is going on?" What, what did you doing? take? What did you? Take? I just took too much. You know, I'll be like twenty five grams, fifty, you whatever. Don't feel it right away. Yeah, so I'm like, like, this is a little gummy bear, whatever. I'm gonna go to sleep and <gasps> like just like tripping. I thought I was gonna die. Literally, like I couldn't believe. I was like praying, like if you just get me out of this, I swear I'll never get high again. Like one of those and moments. Here you are high. Here you are high again. <laughs> Smoking the next day and, and drinking. Let's that get it.
I didn't really talk about this, but I had a bad edible experience just recently because I don't do edibles. Like, Where at? <sighs> now that's not the one you gave me, right? No. Oh. So she had a bad experience. She got time with one. them. Yeah, I just gave him one. No, it wasn't that one. You know what? I think sometimes you also don't know how much is in it, and you don't know how much to take. That's what you gotta pay attention to. Yeah, I ate a little tiny watermelon gummy. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That's gummy. what you had. It was. I had the whole thing. Probably had two of them. It was small, so I took it, and then I ended up eating like eight donuts, and then I fell asleep outside my room at the hotel because the key didn't work. Yeah. And I was like, I can't walk back down to the front desk. Never. But you slept outside the room. Well, fortunately, Paris was with me, and she went and. Got the key and made me get up. Now, Lovejoy. Yeah. That was your name before Anderson Pack. That was your rap name. Breezy Lovejoy. Now, yep. where, where did you get Breezy Lovejoy? Why did you change it? Well, I was a chubby kid growing up. I was just, you know, concerned about just eating and and, uh, and just hanging out, playing video games. And my brother-in-law was like, man, you're so chubby. And, man, when you fart, your, your farts is like a breeze, a gust of air. I'm going to call you Breezy. Wow. Call you Bubba Breezy. And that's what they just called me for years. And then so I was breezy growing up. And then when I started writing music, making beats and stuff, I was coming into my artistry. I was like, I'm going to add Lovejoy because like, the girl's going to like that. They love my farts. You know what I'm saying? They love my farts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking it was going to be real smooth, you know, so. And now looking back. Yeah, I had to switch it up. <laughs> I remember my mentor at the time was like, are you really going to introduce yourself to Dr. Dre as Breezy Lovejoy? <laughs> and I was like, what you mean? That's hard. Like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, you got a point. So, yeah. And how did you meet Dre? Um, he was working on Compton Project. And then I got called in to work on that project. And how, I, does he, how did he just, he just heard of you? He, he didn't hear from, he didn't know about me yet. So he was working with King Mez. And JT, there was another dude over there named Drew mm-hmm. at the time that was like playing music for everybody. Ty Cannon, A&R over there. Everybody was trying to get him to listen to me. But you know, the thing was with Dre, he might like something one day, next day he forget about it. You gotta really stay in his ear with it. And honestly, it wasn't until I got into the studio with him that he really became a believer. So finally I got over there, I met him, met him in the DLC the same day. It was like, you know, chilling. And they were like, what's up? Nice to meet you. Okay, what's up? And then they went back to doing their thing. I went in the studio and met uh, JT and Mez, and they was like, we lo- we really love your song, Suede. They started playing the beats for Compton. I was like, oh, bet, let's get it. And then they were like, hold up, let's play Suede for them. And I was like, dang, you ain't played the song for them yet. You know, I was nervous. I didn't know if you were going to kick me out. They came. He came in, and, and they listened to the song, and he just played it back like three times. And then he was like, yeah, let's work. Oh, well, we yeah. appreciate you for joining us, man. The album is out right now, Oxnard. Make sure you pick it up. And don't be a stranger, man. I'm here, man. Tell Charlamagne what happened to him. He's in South Africa. Oh, word? South Africa. Out there with Kanye. That's what's up. You no, know no, no, no. That's <laughs> crazy, man. He's Not this away, time. He's yeah, giving away Yeezys in South Africa. I uh, know. He got him. <laughs> Lacing up Yeezys. That's what's up. Appreciate right. y'all, man. It's Anderson back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, again, shout to everybody. I went out to see the Rockettes last night. Shout so, out to all the Rockettes. Shout out to the Rockettes. Shout out to uh, iHeart, uh, the sales department downstairs that may y'all be straight. Uh, I had an amazing time. I bought the whole KC crew. So I brought the uh, the two-year-old as well, which I was kind of nervous because I was like, I don't know how she's going to sit through a, a two-hour show. But it was amazing. It was a great show. I thought it was going to be a stupid, boring show that the wife was making me go. But no, I actually had a great time. I mean, if you get a chance, go see the Rockets. I mean, it's magical. It's so many different things that you're surprised about. They have uh, drones flying around. That The drones' colors change. Of course, Santa makes an appearance. The Rockets do an amazing job. It was a great show. I really had a good time. 
I see. <laughs> and I went to go see Michelle Obama, and she was doing her book tour for her new memoir, Becoming. Did you read the book? No, I haven't, but now I have the book because they gave it to us while we were there. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to read that. I've been, you know, I have a book club, and um, by the way, the next book is going to be Phoebe Robinson's book for the book club. But um, so I've been reading a lot of other books, but I'm going to read that. I was saving that for over the Christmas holiday break. Okay. So now I get to read that during that time, and I'm excited because I really enjoyed her whole entire speech. I think people were crying at times. Tell us about it because it was sold out and it was at the Barclays Center. Yes, and so she just, she had one of her friends that's a longtime friend of hers that actually sat down and, and interviewed her and she basically talked about her upbringing. She talked about meeting Barack mm -hmm. and how the two of them hooked up and how he was late the first time they were supposed to meet. This was at school. And she was, I guess, kind of like his mentor. Or, you know, they have like the uh, programs where you kind of help out a new student. And so... He showed up late, and she was like, hmm, okay, you mm -hmm. know. It was a bad first impression, but then she, uh, I guess, felt like he was attractive. Okay. And she discusses the difficulty of the fact that he was on the road a lot. So they decided, you know, she's always, and her family, they had her mom on there and her brother as well, kind of, they had video of them speaking about her. Uh -huh. And she wanted to be a mom really badly, but imagine how difficult it was for her and for their marriage, for him to be gone working and doing so many things, and she was having to hold it down you know, for so many days out of the week just without him there. So she talks about how difficult that was. That's the part where she cursed. Really? Uh, she said, it ain't equal. I tell women that whole, you can have it all. Nope, not at the same time. That's a lie. And she said, and it's not always enough to lean in because that ish doesn't work all the time. When she cursed, Everybody went crazy. The whole place erupted. Started cheering like like Michelle. She was like, sorry, me. I feel like I'm at home. Absolutely, yeah. With you guys. But she's like, yeah, that stuff doesn't work. So, I, and that's okay. I guess part of it is, you know, you don't have to act like everything is so perfect because it always isn't perfect. No, nah, nothing is ever perfect. And I, she was like, marriage is hard. Absolutely. It, it's definitely hard. I mean, it takes a lot of communication. And I mean, there's so many outside factors. I mean, I, I come home all the times and I'm moody. I'm dealing with y'all, you guys all the, all the time. So I know my wife hates it. And then, you know, I come home and I'm sure that, you know, she pisses me off somehow, some way. So yeah, marriage is definitely, definitely, definitely a work in progress. Well, that book, Becoming, has already be become the best-selling book of the year. So it sold like two million copies. Wow. Uh, right off the bat. Okay. So yeah, if you have a chance to see her on her book tour, make sure you do that. It was pretty amazing and inspirational. And just a lot of things like her talking about being in school and her guidance counselor when she said she wanted to go to Princeton. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're not Princeton material. Wow. Yeah. And she was like, so I got in. But she talks about how things like that still, she's like, look, I'm still bringing it up today. That her guidance counselor yeah, really would tell her, her, you're not going to get into Princeton. Just looked at her, didn't know anything about her, and just looked at her and thought she couldn't get in. Wow. All right. Well, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to pick up that book now. We have rumors on the way. What are we talking about in the rumors? Uh, we we're going to talk about Meek Mill and his crown interview and also what are his first week numbers looking like. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne is out. He'll be, uh, he will be back tomorrow. He's in South Africa. So, you know what that means. Uh, if if you want to give somebody donkey today, phone lines are wide open, 800-585-1051. You can give donkey to whoever you want, your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, it doesn't matter, 800-585-1051. Now, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Meek Mill. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Meek Mill did his crown interview. Shout out to Elliot Wilson. Mm -hmm. And amongst the many things that he discussed, how great he is at doing intros, uh, just 
there's evolving as an artist and still being the old Meek, but there's a new, I guess, more passionate Meek now about certain things, as we'll discuss. Also, uh, building on a legacy and the whole legacy that he has and having Rick Ross and Jay-Z on a classic Biggie instrumental Mm -hmm. together. Uh, And other things that he talked about was burying a hatchet with Drake because they had been, obviously, as you know, beefing, but they managed to stay in contact and actually do a song together on the album. One thing he talks about is an awkward moment when he was on a double date. It was him and Nicki and Jay-Z and Beyonce, and here's what happened. Hov and Beyonce, like, come out and eat with us. Man, we get up in this joint and sh- so Hov got the playlist. He just clicking through sh- <laughs> He clicking through back to back. Come on by mistake while we had the table. I'm like, oh, sh-. So Beyonce and Hov and Nikki, everybody just looking like, they don't know what the sh- is going on. I got to take a sh- now. I'm like, God damn, the sh- Damn it, man. Awkward moment. Very awkward. Right, right. He also talks about coming home, finding out that he was free on bail after he was watching it on the news in his prison cell and just everything being a blur after that and getting picked up on the private helicopter with Michael Rubin, the mm-hmm. co-owner of the 76ers, and going to the game and all of that. Uh, in addition to that, he also was on CNN, and he was talking about criminal justice reform and himself in his own situation. Here's what he had to say. I grew up in America in a ruthless neighborhood where we're not protected by police. We grow up around murder. You see murder seven days a week. I think you would probably carry a gun yourself, would you? Uh, yeah, I probably would. At 18 years old, I was arrested by the Narcotic Strike Force, which most of these guys were found out to be liars. I was arrested for pointing a gun at a whole strike force. I want to ask you, do you really believe I pointed a gun at two or three cops without a single shot being fired? Yeah, I was going I don't know what the underlying facts are. I just don't want no. to ignore the no. argument that some make that, hey, Meek Mill's not the guy who should be making yeah, this I just, case. Yeah, I just want to explain it. I mean, he was on probation, he said, since he was 19 years old. Which he said, I'm crazy. 31 years old now. He said, growing up in the system, I just thought that this was normal. Right. So clearly it wasn't. I love what Meek's doing, and I think his album is probably album of the year. All right. Well, and by the way, when we talk about that, let's talk about numbers because his album is projected to do somewhere between 150 and 180,000 units within the first week. That's it? Well, his last album did 102,000 during the first week. No, this album is amazing. You guys should go out there and pick up and stream Meek's album. It's an amazing album. I think it's going to be album of the year. He should be doing at least three, four hundred thousand. That album is amazing. It's a well, you still have time to make that happen. Pick up that album, stream it, buy it, whatever you need to do. Go get that album. We need to support Meek. I went running in the park yesterday, so I was like, let me listen to this album while I run in the park. It's a different type of feeling. Oh, it gives you that energy. It gives you that energy. Like I gotta get up and go get it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Donkey of the day is up next. Charlemagne is out. He's in South Africa. He'll be so back tomorrow. So it's your time to shine and there give those go. donkeys out to whoever you want to give them to. 800-585-1051. Whoever you want to give Donkey of the Day to, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get Donkey of the Day. You you dumb ass. You get Donkey of the Day. You you dumb You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Chelsea. Hello. Hi. Hey, Chelsea. Who do you want to give Donkey to? I want to give Donkey of the Day to the Dover, New Hampshire High School class that sang the KKK Christmas song. Oh my they God. definitely should get 10 of those donkeys. I never heard about that. What is a KKK yeah. Christmas song? I think they made it up. It was, I don't know, it's 
I'm not sure, but it's pretty awful. That's crazy. You look it up. Google this. Yeah. Jason. Yeah, yes, sir. Who you want to give Donkey to, Jason? I want to give it to my ex boss, Claire. Why? Oh, man, he's just an arrogant a-hole. Okay. Well, that's so, wait, that's, that's your ex-boss, you said? His ex-boss. So, what happened? You lost your job or you quit? Uh, he actually took my last check, so I quit. He took it? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I guess that's the reason to give somebody donkey. Thank you for calling. Bruce! Yo. Who you want to give donkey to, Bruce? Uh, Mr. from Northeast High School. Why? Because he's the owner of the place when we had the hurricanes. He about two assignments a day. I'm sorry, he worked us on. Oh, your teacher gave you too much homework, so that's why you pissed. Oh, yeah. All right, thank oh you. Oh, my God. What's wrong with homework? Trav, what's up, Trav? What's going on, Envy? Now, who you want to give donkey to today? I need Rick Ross big ass to come to the front of the congregation, man. What Rosé like, do? I, I didn't want to bring this up on Friday because Meek had just dropped his album. I didn't want to bring any negative attention to the album. But obviously, everybody heard the song What's Free, where Ross is rapping on. And I wanna, if Eminem was to come out and drop the song and say the, full, say the word nigger, about Joe Budden on the song, the black community would be so upset. So I don't understand why people think it's okay for Rick Ross to disrespect the gay community and call gay people fags while he's trying to disrespect 6 9 a straight man. Still, the gay community minding their business, not worried about the straight community, and he's out here calling gay people fags. Officer Ross. Tell me, what's the line I mean, again? I saw that, too, when that happened. I was like, whoa. Is that, and, and the fact that Eminem screwed it out, and he still received a bunch of backlash from the white community, from screwing out the word, and the black community just let it happen. And he basically said, you got um, six, nine purple hair, got a bunch of f***ers on your back. And the fact that Jay-Z even got on this song with him with his mother, being a part of the LGBT community. All right, community, all right, Trav. Maybe Jay didn't hear Ross's thing. verse. His mom is part of the LGBT community, and I'm pretty sure he heard that word f***ing be dropped in that song. He still did the song with him. We don't so, know if Jay heard that. I can't imagine that Jay-Z we didn't don't know hear the Jay song heard before that. it came out. Um, well, I know Meek heard it. And the fact that Meek runs around, he's sitting here going around talking about the black young youth in the hood and, you know, the things that they go through. Being black, gay, and young in the hood is even worse. I'm not going to lie, that felt wrong when I heard it. So you also have to deal with your own people who look just like you, you know, making fun of you because you're gay. And they are here begging for acceptance from the white man, but our own black people treat, you know, young, young gay black people wrong. So if you're not for the whole black community, that includes all of us. Then F out of here, you Christmas tree shaped, small head, wide body bitch. We don't have time to be separating Ooh. us. Calling people but won't call your son. <laughs> call your son, Officer Rick Ross. How about that? Black Somebody man. definitely should have said that's probably inappropriate. Damn, I, I think we should try to replace that. Yeah, he should have changed that. that. He should have changed that lyric. Absolutely. How do you say about black empowerment so much, Officer Ricky, and you won't call your black son? Do better, bitch. Do better. Damn. Bye. Oh, my God. All right, Trav. All right, Trav, with the read. All right. Well, good morning, Trav. <laughs> Jay. Yes. Jay, who you want to give donkey to? I want to give the donkey of the day to my boy, Chris. Why? What's wrong with Chris? Oh, man, he drank too much. He wake up drinking. Everything, every day, drinking. We working, drinking, man, 24-7, never stop. 30, 60 packs a day. You know? Oh, wait, so he's drinking beer? Yeah. He oh, definitely yeah. drinks he's too much. Have yeah, a he definitely belly. deserves that donkey. Oh, man, I'll tell you, he needs that donkey. All right, well, thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, That's man. him right next to you drinking it, it, now? He's probably drunk right now. All right, well, Charlemagne is out, so uh, we I'll open up the phone lines and allow you to give donkey today to whoever you wanted to give donkey to. 800-585-1051 now. Anderson Pack was here earlier. He talked about calling the police on his dad because his dad hit his mom. He uh, got locked up for a few things. He was, uh, when I was seven, it was assault and battery on my mom and drug possession, weapon possession and everything.
And now, did you you call the police when? Yeah, we was uh, we, me and my little sister were being babysit. My my god sister was in the house watching us, and then we went outside, and he was you know on my mom, blood everywhere, and he was just like get back in the house, and we dipped and you know went to the neighbor's house, and that was the last time I saw him. So yeah, you know my my god sister called the cops and. That was it. So let's open up the phone lines right now. Would you call the police on your dad if you seen your dad hit your mom? Now, Anderson Pack's dad did 15 years in prison. So that's the question. We'll talk about it more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Anderson Pack was here earlier, and he was talking about the time his dad got locked up. His stepsister and him... I guess his dad beat his mom and was beating his mom. And he they said seen it. it looked like he was going to kill her. Yeah, so they called the police, and his dad was locked up for 15 years. We have actual audio. He uh, got locked up for a few things. He was, uh, when I was seven, it was assault and battery on my mom and drug possession, weapon possession, and everything. And you know, did you, you call the police when? Yeah, we was, uh, we, me and my little sister were being babysit. My, my god sister was in the house watching us, and then we went outside, and he was, you know, on my mom, blood everywhere. And he was just like, get back in the house. And we dipped and, you know, went to the neighbor's house. And that was the last time I saw him. So, yes, you know, my, my god sister called the cops and that was it. So the question is, 800-585-1051, would you call the police on your dad if you seen your dad beating your mom? I would. You would? Sorry, can't touch my mama. It's over for you. See, Sorry, it dad. It depends what age I was. If I was an age where I feel like I can help my mom, I, I, I think I would try to help. And then what happens after that when you're not around? I mean, then, then you know, me and my mom have to make a decision and, and, you know, we have to leave. But if I see my dad beating my mom, I would definitely call the police. See, that's a tough one, though, because, you know, if you call the police, you know, if this was the first time, let's say your dad was drunk. Let's say this is the first time, you know, that this could ruin whatever your dad's doing. If he's if he's if he's a bus driver, if he's a police officer, if he works at any business, once he gets arrested for domestic violence, he loses his job. Yeah, so but it's, I it's think... really tough, though. Like this is a it's a slippery slope because. Let's say it was your dad's first time. Let's say he was drunk. Let's say something. I don't know, but it's not right. You know it's not right, but if you call the police, this could ruin your dad's career and ruin anything that he's doing. Well, it also depends. I don't know if you ever had to call anybody for domestic violence, I never but did. it's not like they arrest you and charge you with domestic violence, depending on how severe the situation is. Now, if your dad is trying to kill your man, your mom, your man. well, then that's too bad. Like, if he has to go to jail for domestic violence and get charged, that's it. If they get into a fight, then the police might come and say, do you want to press charges? And, you know, and they might make him leave the house, but they might not press charges if you don't want to. Then I, then I have to think, damn, like, my dad locked up for 15 years. Like, ah, oh, it's, it's a tough one. But no but, man should put uh, their hands know, at least on your mom's alive. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I don't I don't know. Thank God I didn't have to deal with that. Let's go to the phone lines, though. Anna, good morning. Good morning. Hey, now, hey, would hi, you... everybody. Good morning. Would you good call morning. the cops? On your dad, if Buenos you see Buenos Dias, uh, <laughs> hasta la vista, hasta luego, como esta usted, bien gracias. Sorry, guys, I'm getting over the fact that I was actually picked up on. But, uh, yeah, on the topic, I would not, I, this is going to sound terrible because I'm a woman. And uh -uh. I get it that we should never, nobody should ever put their hands on us. But as a child, and if I'm in a situation of my parents, I feel like both of them are going to need help, and I don't think that sending my dad to prison is the place that he's going to get the help that he's going to need to never put hands on anybody. But I wouldn't want my mom to stay in the house. I think that I would definitely put the pressure for us to leave. I don't think we would have to stay with him, but I don't think prison is where I want to see my dad. Right. Okay. Well, thank also, you, Anna. Um, but what if yeah. he was? What if you thought he was going to kill your mom? Well, that's 
That if what do you mean? Like if there was a gun to my mom's head, of course I'm. I mean, he, if he was beating her, oh, he that could beat bad. her. You don't have to just shoot her. He could be beating her to, yeah. to, to death. So okay, so I feel like in the situation, um, I'm just speaking personally. I have been in a household where abuse was taking place in, and mm-hmm. so we did have the chances to call the cops. And I think that the reason that we didn't is because we knew that we had to get away. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Thank you, guys. Alrighty now, Kiki. Hi, how are you? Do you love me? Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that a million times. Exactly. Hi, Angela. Hey, babe. Hi, Envy. I love you guys. You guys are like my big brother, my big sister, my head. I love you. I love you. I love you. Good morning. Now, would you call the cops? So, no. Oh, no. Um, Envy, I want to call the cops because they be calling the cops on me. I would fight him. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No. You See, that's what I said. Like, I, like I would be fighting my dad, you know. But I'd but but if you're too young where you can't fight, you know, what do you what do you do? Um, I'm still trying to fight him at any age. Mm. So you wouldn't call the police. I would be trying to fight him at any age. Okay. So no. what if this was a constant thing though that kept happening? You would just fight him every no, time. I would. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, you know what? I probably, if I was a kid, honestly, I would just I probably, I would tell somebody. Of mm-hmm. course, you know. Me and my mom are close. But let me say, for the record, my father wouldn't do that because he's amazing. But, yeah, the kind of Shout out to your daddy. I would, I would yeah, my dad exactly. would never do that either. My dad just celebrated his yeah. birthday, too. Happy birthday, Poppy. Yeah, uh, shout out. Shout out to all the great dads. I love you guys. We love, we love you, you back. too, Kiki. 800-585-1051. Would you call the police on your dad if your dad beat your mom? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Anderson Pack was here earlier today, and he was talking about his dad doing 15 years. Let's find out why. Let's play the audio. He uh, got locked up for a few things. He was, uh, when I was seven, it was assault and battery on my mom and drug possession, weapon possession, and everything. And you know, did you, you call the police when? Yeah, we was, uh, we, me and my little sister were being babysit. My, my god sister was in the house watching us, and then we went outside, and he was, you know, on my mom, blood everywhere. And he was just like, get back in the house. And we dipped and, you know, went to the neighbor's house, and that was the last time I saw him. So, yes, you know, my, my god sister called the cops, and that was it. So the question is, 800-585-1051, would you call the police on your dad if your dad was beating your mom? Now, I'll be honest. If it was the first time this happened, I don't think I would call. I, re- I really don't, because I wouldn't want to see my dad in jail. I wouldn't want to see the police come. I wouldn't want to see my dad lose his job. But if this was numerous times, I definitely would. Definitely, 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 definitely would. If I couldn't, especially if I couldn't fight for my mom, I definitely would. Yeah, if there was no way to break it up, right. and if it was that bad, I think you have no choice but to call the police. Right. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Al Envy. What's up, Breakfast Club? What's what up, up, Al? What up? Would you call the cops on your pops? I had to. I called them on my step pops. Mm, it was I that had bad, huh? because my, he was beating my mom up. And I was always taught never put your hands on a woman. Correct. And if, and I and I didn't want to go to jail for what I was going to do, so I did the right thing, call the police. Okay, I'm not mad at you. And what ended up happening? She left him. I told her I'd rather see her alive than dead. That's right. Thank you. See, now I'm thinking about would my kids call the cops on me? Well, you better not be hitting gear. I mean, I, I would never. I mean, first of all, gear would win. Like, like I hit here, no I hit doubt. her. I would come to work the next day with a black eye. Maybe they would have to call the cops on her for me. But uh, probably all your kids could beat you up and everything. Yeah. See how that just turns. Everyone on. say yeah. You probably right. My kids would <laughs> jump me. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal. Yes, Envy. What's good, bro? What's up, bro? I can't call it. Would you call the cops or you you can't call? Now, would you call the cops on on your uh pops if your pops hit your mom's? Now, listen, MV, what I will do, I'll call an ambulance after I crack his forehead. Right, you say that now, but what happened if you were younger, like if you're only 10 years old? If I'm 10 years old, I'm still going to bust his head. If you That's ate. my mother, MV. If you ate. 
If I'm eight, I'm going to hit him twice. If you five. <laughs> Envy, stop it. So no, you're not calling the cops under any, <laughs> under, any cir- under any circumstances? You're not calling the cops? No, I'm not calling police. Ooh. I'm going to kill that man, my damn self. All right. Okay. Tough guy. I don't damn. know if that's a good idea. But right. Well, what, what are you doing this Friday? I need some security to help me out. If you that tough. Hey, man, just hit my line, bro. Nah, man. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Hello, who's this? It's Joe. Joe, what's up, Joe? What's going on, MV? Good, good, good. Now, would you call the cops on your pop if you, if you seen your pop hit your mom? If I was seven or eight, yes. If it was now when I'm 24, no, I would probably put my hands on him and get involved. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen. Regardless if it's my mom hitting my dad or my dad hitting my mom, that's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? All right. Thank you, bro. Fair one. Happy holidays, guys. You too. Happy holidays after that. Happy comment. holidays after that. After you talked about beating up your dad. Happy holidays, guys. <laughs> Hello, who's this? <laughs> it's your dad, oh, What's up, Envy? What What's up, bro? Now, we're talking about uh, Anderson Pack, who stopped through earlier. He was talking about his dad having to serve 15 years in prison. He called the uh, cops on his dad. Would you call the cops on your dad? Yeah, but I'm going to say something about that. Back when I was growing up, Envy, it was a different. The cops would come, and they'd just tell one parent to leave, and they'd come back. It's different now than it yeah. was back then. Mm-hmm. It's more rampant now. They take it more serious back then. They took it as a joke, the police, when you got called to your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never got involved back then, but, you know. Yeah, they did. I mean, I witnessed it every day. I mean, I think it depends on how bad the situation is, too. Because I've definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, I've definitely yeah, had those situations serious. where the cops just made the other person leave, and they didn't get arrested for it, you know. So, And it's also whether or not you want to press charges. And that's the problem you just said. Majority of the time, women don't want to press charges. Right. Because the man is the breadwinner. And they need him in the house for the kids and finances and everything like that. And because they don't want him to go to jail. Truthfully, That's they just true. feel bad. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for your call. You're welcome. If you're in an abusive relationship and you do need help, the domestic violence hotline is 800-621-HOPE. That's 800-621-4673. I don't want to ever see anybody get beat on or anybody get hurt. So the right thing to do is if your parents are getting into a fight and somebody is getting hurt, call the police immediately. Or if anything is happening to you. Absolutely. Don't hesitate to do that. Don't feel bad. I think sometimes we make excuses for other people. Well, I don't want this to happen to him. Well, I don't want her to go to, you know, whatever it is. Listen, they're not concerned about you when they're beating on you. So That's I right. think you got to protect yourself. Now, if you're wrong in danger wrong. or you're getting hurt, immediately call 911. Or again, if you need help, the number is 800-621-HOPE. 800-621-4673. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Ariana Grande. Now, she has gotten a new tattoo. We'll tell you what she's covering up. And we'll tell you Pete Davidson and what he had to say about the whole situation. And don't forget that whole mix is coming up. It's Jay-Z's oh, you know birthday. It is. You can't wait for this. We're this, doing a whole mix. It's like a holiday for you every oh, year. All right, keep Black Women's on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Ariana Grande has gotten a new tattoo, and that's to get rid of the Pete Davidson tattoos and... Uh, you know, she's been talking about this and he's been getting rid of his tattoos as well since their engagement is off. Now, he had posted, I've kept my mouth shut, never mentioned any names, never said a word about anyone or anything. I'm trying to understand how when something happens to a guy, the whole entire world just trashes him without any facts or frame of reference, especially in today's climate where everyone loves to be offended and upset. It's truly mind boggling. I've been getting online bullied and in public by people for nine months. I've spoken about BPD and being suicidal publicly 
only in the hopes that it will bring awareness and help kids like myself who don't want to be on this earth. I just want you guys to know no matter how hard the internet or anyone tries to make me kill myself, I won't. He said, I'm upset I even have to say this. Wow, that's crazy that everybody's just harassing him. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that that's what happens when, you, when you're a public figure. I mean, it happens. I hope he has friends that, you know, and family that hold him down and make sure he's good and continually checks on him. And he's been through a lot, too. Let's never forget his father died in 9-11. So, I remember. You know, and he's been very public about his own issues that he's been having with uh, being suicidal. So it's like, mm-hmm. why are y'all doing this? Now, Ariana Grande responded... And she said, I know you already know this. And not directly to him, but a fan was asking about this. But she said, I know you already know this, but I feel I need to remind my fans to please be gentler with others. I really don't endorse anything but forgiveness and positivity. I care deeply about Pete and his health. I'm asking you to please be gentler with others, even on the Internet. And she said that um, to her fans that you truly don't know what anybody's experiencing ever and that you'll always love him. I always have love for him. And if you've gotten any other impression from my recent work, you might have missed the point. Mm. So that's her telling y'all just lay off. Okay. Right. All right. And speaking of people that need to lay off, Willow Smith talks about how she had to forgive her father, Will Smith, because of how harsh he was. Here's what she said. I definitely had to forgive you and daddy, you know, for yeah. that whole with my hair thing. It was mostly daddy because mm-hmm. he was so, like, harsh right. at certain times. Mm-hmm. It was like a couple years, honestly, yeah. like trying to regain trust for not feeling like I wasn't listened to. Yeah. And I had to forgive myself because I felt guilty because I was like, everyone is trying to make me better, trying to make my dream. Mm. Right. But... I didn't really understand what my dream entailed. You know what? And that that's tough being a, a parent because when your child wants to do something, you want them to do be the best. And especially like with my kids, with, with Logan playing football, he wants to play. So I want him to give I want to give him the proper training. Like I push him to be better than maybe he wants to be. But as a father, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to push your child to be better. Well, I, I guess for herself, she it ended up making her be in a really dark place. She started cutting herself. She oh. said she plunged into a black hole. And part of that for her, if you guys remember, she put out with my hair. And then everybody's like, where's the album? Where's the album? And she said, you know, you and daddy should have been like, okay, we value her musical growth and knowledge more than her popularity. After the tour and the promotion and all that, they wanted me to finish my album. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And she just needed to kind of, uh, I guess... Just get more support. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now the game has officially squashed his beef with Meek Mill. He posted, had beef with an N-word that could have ended in bloodshed. Either way, we had differences, but when it all boiled down, we were once friends in and out of music. As young African-American men, we grew up in similar situations where a lifespan for us was 21 years of age, and that is still the age in which most of us coming from where we came from think we'll never make it to. I say all that to say life is short, and the day after Meek Mill got out of jail, he called me and we talked for an hour, not about the beef, but about new beginnings and what the future holds for us as seasoned hip-hop artists. I'm glad they squashed the beef. Yes, definitely. All right, and Kobe Bryant is going to be doing a Mamba Sports Academy and it's coming to L.A. It's a 100,000 square foot facility in Thousand Oaks. There's going to be five basketball courts, five volleyball courts, two beach volleyball courts, a turf field, esports training ground, batting cages, pitching mounds, jujitsu school, and all of that. That's giving back. That's dope. Shout out to Kobe. 
That's exciting. Mm-hmm. All right, and there's going to be a fictional movie based on Prince and his music. I'm excited. You know, I, I love Prince. That's my favorite artist of all time. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to do anything like Purple Rain, which is a classic movie. That movie won eight Grammy Awards, six AMAs, a Golden Globe Award, an Academy Award. But they're going to do something more like a Mamma Mia type of movie. Mm, all right. We'll I don't see even know what Mamma Mia is. It's a musical. Oh. Okay. Um, so they're going to be I'll using his word. music as a basis for the plot line, but it's not like a biopic about him. Okay. Got it? So they're going to use some of his catalog to do this. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, shout to Revolt. They're finally back. We'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. But right? for how long we'll see, are yeah, they here? We'll see them tomorrow. You guys going on vacation again soon? No, nah, they're good. <laughs> they <laughs> actually are, just but, so you know. Oh. They go on vacation before us. Goodness gracious. All right, a well, the mix is... The mix is up next. It's Jay-Z's birthday, so get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.